0: Let me ask y'all, do y'all still believe that the Lord heals? You still believe that he saves? You still believe that he redeems? You still believe that he encourages and he lifts up? Hallelujah. Do you still believe that His promises are new and they're fresh to us, church, every time we encounter them? Literally every time we open up the Word of God, every time we feel His presence, every time we hear the Word of God spoken, it's like fresh promises coming to us once more. Church, I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what trials and tribulations and obstacles. Maybe you're in a far-off place. Maybe you're in a distant place. Maybe you're not near the Lord this morning. Maybe you're struggling so much that you cannot see the light of day. But I want to tell you this morning in simplicity that the promises of God, they're fresh and new to us each day. Oh, hallelujah. Church, you got to believe it this morning. you got to believe that God will do a miraculous work in this service this morning. That people will be touched. They will be healed. They will be encouraged. They will be saved. Amen. People will be filled with the Spirit to an overflowing capacity. Church, just begin to lift up your voice this morning and say, Lord, I worship you, Lord. I praise you, O Lord God. I feel you amongst our midst, O Lord God. And Lord, we welcome you in, O Lord God. Let us be so sensitive to you this morning, O Lord God, to have your way in this service, O Lord God. Lord, your desire, Lord, is now our desire, O Lord. Oh, church, I want you just, wherever you're sitting this morning, just to close your eyes and just lift up your hands to the heavens and pray with me this morning that the Lord would touch us in a mighty way. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord. Lord, we come to You this morning, Lord, completely empty, Lord, completely in need of You this morning, oh, Lord God, completely in need of a Savior this morning, oh, Lord God. Lord, I believe, Lord, just the taste of your sweetness, O oh Lord God, upon our lips, Lord, it's like fresh fire to us once more, O oh Lord God. Lord, I just ask you to touch each and every one of us in the service this morning. Renew us, Lord. Renovate us, O Lord God, as only you can do, O Lord. Lord, speak, Lord, from the heavenlies to our very hearts, O Lord God. Let it go all the way down to our heart, to our spirit this morning, Lord. Let nothing get in the way, Lord. Lord, I just ask you to clear every obstacle, Lord, this morning, Lord. Every. Lord, that would be in the way Lord, all the baggage Lord, that we've stacked up Lord, at the doors before we even come in here Lord, I just ask Lord, that your hand would come down from heaven right now Lord, and just wipe it all away Lord, that all that is left Oh, Lord God is us and is you this morning Oh, Lord God Lord, let your spirit move upon everyone in this service Oh, Lord God And Lord, as you pass by Lord, don't let us miss you this morning Lord, I ask right now Bless us, Lord, with your word, Lord. Lord, just anoint me, Lord, to be the speaker this morning, Lord, the preacher that you've called me to be, oh, Lord God. And let the power rest in your word and upon your anointing, Lord. Break the yokes, Lord, this morning. And, Lord, we will believe it by faith this morning, oh, Lord, and we will accept it, oh, Lord. And we ask all of this in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord, and our Savior today, and everyone in the house said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, give him some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, I believe that. Amen. You believe it also this morning? I believe the Lord. I I think it's time for a new chapter at Unity Prayer Center, don't you? I think it's time for a new chapter. You say, well, Brother Joy, y'all been off in revival at another church, and we have. We've been off other church, but church, that ain't why I'm so excited this morning. I'm excited because I felt that closeness with the Lord. I felt that freshness just come back all over me once more. And God says, you know what? I'm not done yet, son. In fact, I've only just begun. In fact, it's time for a new chapter. It's time to write that new chapter at Unity Prayer Center. And church, I'm not just talking about filling up this sanctuary. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit filling us up to an overflowing capacity that everyone that just comes around and comes by says that's a spirit filled church that's a hungry church that's a church that's on fire for the Lord God Almighty and everyone that comes in here says I don't know what's going on here but I heard that there's fresh fire in Unity Prayer Center I heard that the presence of God is so strong you can't hardly stand up in that church anymore that when they just begin to sing to the heavenlies hallelujah I feel my heart melt before and I just can't wait for the Lord to Speak to us one more time. Hallelujah. Church, are you ready for it this morning? I'm ready. I'm ready, amen. Who's going with me? Hallelujah. Come on, who's going with me? From Unity Prayer Center. It's time for us to get a little excited in the house of God. It's time for us to look past all our problems and say, you know what? That's in the past. I'm looking towards the future. I'm going to be like, Paul, I'm going to leave the things that are behind and I'm going to reach forth literally to the things that are before. I'm going to reach into the hand of Christ and I'm going to take everything that he died and shed his precious blood to give me. And church, let me tell you, it's not just some small amount. It's an overwhelming amount. It's an abundant amount. Church, we can't even wrap Our minds around how much the Lord wants to bless us. We can't even wrap our minds and our spirits around how close God wants to get to us. We can't wrap our minds and our spirits around how much the Lord desires to know you and how much He desires. People just come around you know just saw oh, I feel that I feel that brother and sister I feel that you're a Christian you're a believer aren't you why well, yes I am. my spirit just registered with your spirit I feel that coming from you I feel the presence of the Lord God almighty Church he's looking for a dwelling place he's seeking a dwelling place and he says, I want to abide in you, in you, in me. You see, I could be out doing anything that I want. I could create another universe. I could create another heavenly. I could create another earth. I could create more creations. But I don't have a desire to do that, says the Lord. The Lord says, I want to abide in you, and I want you to abide in me. I want us to be so close that we are one. I want to know you, child. Mmm, my Lord, that's good. Hallelujah. Turn them in your Bibles to Luke chapter 19. Church, I'm going to tell you, the Lord just put a simple message upon my heart this morning, a simple truth that we probably all know. But church, how many times can we sit here and say that we forget the basics? <laughs> you see, the basics is something we cannot forget. You see, I'm like some of you. I went off to college and got a degree, and I done forgotten 95% of the stuff I learned. Notice I didn't say fifty. I said ninety-five. Well, Brother Joy, did you take trigonometry and algebra two and all these different things? Yes. Didn't you pass them? Obviously, I did, or I wouldn't have got my degree. Do you remember any of it? Zero is what I remember of it. Yeah, you see, if I'd have went and applied some of that stuff, being an accountant or a teacher or a mathematician or some of that stuff, I may remember. But church, I don't. I literally don't remember any of it, none of it. But you know what I do remember two plus two equals four. Remember that four minus two equals two. You see, I remember church, the basics, amen? You see, the basics, the elementary things, is the things that we cannot forget. And I want to take you back to just a simple word this morning from the Lord. And I'm going to take it from Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Now, this is when Jesus is passing by. He's literally, church, on His way to the cross. He's literally on His way to be sacrificed to become the atonement for mankind once and forevermore. He is literally on His way to the cross. But as He's passing by, you see, there was a little short man, and he was very short in stature, as it says, like many of us. Like me, I'm very short in stature. Amen? I'm not as tall as all these other tailors around me. Amen? Like many of us. But His name was Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus had such a heart, he had such a desire to see the Lord and to get the Lord's attention, just to see the Lord Jesus as he passed by, just like I was talking about as the service started. Don't let the Spirit pass you by and you not reach out and take hold of God. Because let me tell you, church, he is seeking, hallelujah, to take hold of you and of your life. But it says that he climbed up in a sycamore tree. He climbed up in that tree just so he could see Jesus as he passed by. And as Jesus, the crowd would throng him would just be all around him. Church, I want to tell you this morning, it doesn't matter how many people you think are around the Lord. It doesn't matter how full you think this author is. It doesn't matter if you think that the Lord just does not have time for you and for your problems and for your situations. And you say, well, he's got more important things he needs to do. He's got more important people he needs to speak to, more important circumstances. There's no problem too small or too slight that the Lord doesn't recognize the condition of your heart. And if you'll just say, I'll climb up to whatever height I got to get to, it doesn't matter how far, it doesn't matter how high, as long as I can just get up there and I can see Jesus as He passes by. Church, I want to tell you this morning, He will recognize that and He will reach out and He will speak unto you. Hallelujah. Give Him some praise on that. My Lord. The Lord spoke unto Him. And Jesus said unto Him, I want to go to your house today. He says, I want to come I want to sit down and I want to sup with you. You see, there's all these people around me and I could go anywhere that I want to go, but I'm speaking unto you. I'm going to enter into your house this day. Hallelujah, saith the Lord. It says in verse 10, Jesus has this to say when he says, Salvation has come unto this house this day. Church, is talking about the temple of God, which is us. Amen. Oh, my Lord. He's talking about the temple of God, which is us. Salvation has come to this house this day. And verse 10 has this to say. And church, I'll title this message that the Son of Man has come. The Son of Man has come. It says in verse 10, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. See, church, we often get this all wrapped up in our minds. I'm not lost. I'm saved. In fact, I got saved I was wearing, I remember shaking that preacher's hand. I remember going down there with all the other VBS uh, kids, and we went down there and we all got saved. I pray that you did, church. I do. I pray that you did. See, he's not just talking about those which are lost. He is talking about that those who don't know the Lord. But church, he's talking about those who are lost. You see, church, we can know where we're at and still be lost. Can we not? You see, you can drop me off in the middle of the Sahara Desert, and you can tie me up, and you can kick me out of that jeep out into the sand where there's nothing to drink, there's no life, there's nothing but... Dry, dead sand blowing in your face constantly. And I can look up and I can even look at the sun rising in the east, says in the west, right? And I can say that way is north, that way is south, that way is east, that way is west. I can even know I am in the Sahara Desert. But church, if I don't know the way or the direction to travel, I'm just as lost as if you put me in a jungle somewhere and I didn't know where I was at, didn't know where I was going. I'm still in the same Detrimental condition. I'm lost because I do not know the way to get back to the right and correct path and way. Lost, lost. Church, let me tell you, we got many in the church today. Lost people who were once walking on the path. People who were once walking that road. Brother Demas talked about the fivefold ministry. You got the apostle who lays the road to the foundation. You got the prophet. Prophet is often looked at as someone who puts up signs saying there's a curve here, there's a stop sign here, slow down, speed up, keep going. Watch out for rocks that are falling across the road because they might knock you off of the road. That's what a prophet often does. Then you got someone like an evangelist, like myself, who proclaims this is the road, this is the correct path. This is the path you should be traveling. This is truth. This is the road you should get on. You're on a road that is broad and is wide and is leading to a path that leads you unto hell. But I want you to know there's a correct path to walk. There's a walk of righteousness. There's a walk of life. There's a walk of abundant life. There is a walk that will lead you right into eternity, into the arms of our loving Savior, Jesus Christ. There's another type of evangelist. I preach you know the road you know it's correct you know it's right You know it's a straight and it's a sure path and it's a sure road, but I want you to know this morning that for whatever reason, due to trials and tribulations, due to other family members, due to just life itself just coming down upon you, I never quite turned out like I thought. I never had the career I thought I would have. I never had the family. I don't have as much money as I thought I would have. My children are a mess. My grandchildren are a mess. My whole life is just a mess right now. I'm poor in health. I don't know what to do. Therefore, I'm going to stop walking on this road, and I may not even totally get off of it, but I'm just going to get over here on the curve of this road, and I'm going to watch others pass by on the road. In fact, you're going to see some people like this crazy preacher right here that sometimes literally just takes off running down the road. Amen. And you got You got the apostle. You got the prophet. You got the evangelist. You got the pastor. Someone who shepherds them road. We need a lot of shepherding, don't we? Come on, let's get an amen on that. We need a lot of shepherding. My Lord, I thank the Lord for our pastors. You know what the shepherd does? He serves you. Him and her, they serve you. (laughs) Want to be a pastor? Learn to be a servant. That's what shepherd does. Shepherd guards and watches over the flock. As they walk on that road, they travel that road, they go in and out Thank you. them as they walk on that path. In church, we need a lot of education. You know why? Because in the church today, we're ignorant. Come on now, I don't say that derogatory. We're ignorant to the Word of God. We're totally ignorant to it. We're ignorant. I bet there probably ain't very many people, and I'd put myself in that category to just stand up and quote every book of the Bible. Someone who could quote three verses for me. And someone says, well, Brother Joy, it ain't about quoting all those verses. It's about a relationship. I understand that. But church, let me tell you something. If you live 30, 40, 50 years with your spouse, you still don't know their favorite color. You still don't know what food they like to eat. You still don't know anything about them. You surely had not figured out what makes them mad and what makes them happy. You're in a lot of trouble. You haven't got intimate with your spouse, and you haven't got to know your spouse very much. Church, this is how we learn about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's through His living Word. Hallelujah. us have got off of the road and we begin to walk another path. See, and I want you to know this morning, if you don't know the Lord, then you're lost. But if you begin to walk literally another path this morning, you're in the same condition. You're lost this morning. You're lost. But oh, hallelujah, what does our Lord and Savior say about this? He says, "Hallelujah!" That the Son of Man is come. <laughs> the Son of Man is come. And church, let me just preach for. Can I just preach to y'all for a few minutes on this? Oh, can I just? priest tell you for a few minutes that the Son of Man has come. Church, let me tell you, that's something worth getting very, very excited about this morning, amen? That's something that can rest in your spirit, and you can say this morning, you know what? I've been looking for something. I've been searching for something the entirety of my life. I didn't quite know what it was. I knew that I was missing something. I knew that I was lacking something. I knew other Christians and believers even had something that I did not possess within myself. the Word tells us this morning that the Son of Man has come. Hallelujah. Brother Joy, why is it called the Son of Man? You see, this isn't a negative on the deity of the Lord. Amen? This isn't a negative on that. In fact, it's an addition. This title is an addition unto the Lord. You see, he could have said, I'm the first and the last. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the Alpha. I'm the Omega. I'm the Author and the Finisher of your faith. I am the Lord God Almighty. Before everything was, I was. I am the Great. I am. Hallelujah. You see, He could have said here that I'm your Savior. I'm your Deliverer this morning. I'm everything that you need, child. You just call upon the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Savior in power this morning. And there's power in the very name of my name. Hallelujah. I am the Lord thy God, the Savior. Hallelujah. What if I don't get you stirred? You got some wet wood this morning. Amen. Come on, let's kindle that. You set me ablaze once more. You set me back on fire, Lord God, to where I want to run out of here. And I want to tell somebody about Jesus. I want to go to my very family and say, I love you. And I've always loved you. And I'm telling you this out of love. You need to get saved today. You need to ask the Lord to come into your heart. You need to come back into right fellowship with the Lord. And then you and I can take hands together as brothers or sisters and run, hallelujah, for an eternity. Unto him. He's saying right here, I am also the son of man, meaning I got two natures. I got my deity, which I never forsook. I'm still God, even though I'm in the flesh. God in the flesh. But he said, I'm also a man, just like you are. See, now I got two natures. In fact, I am the son of man. I am the second Adam. I am the second Adam. Man that was born without a sin nature. I am the Son of Man. Let me tell you something, Church, this morning. The Son of Man has power to forgive you of your sins. Turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter two, and I'm going to show you this real briefly. Mark chapter two, in verse one, and again he. Entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straight away many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Church looks like they had a full church that morning. Amen. Hallelujah. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of palsy, which was born afore. And we all know this story. It's actually better written or a little more detailed per se in the book of Luke. It's a lot more detail in this particular story, but we know that this man was on a bed. We know that he could not walk for whatever reason. We know that he had palsy so he could not move. We don't know how crippled he were, but we know that there was other believers who had faith that the Lord could and would touch him if they could just get him before the Lord. And then he probably had the faith and says, you know what? My faith is going to be in addition to your faith. And if one person will take this corner, the next person will take the next corner, and the next corner, and the next corner, we will carry you down to where Jesus Christ is at. Church, hallelujah. Sometimes we need some help to get down to where Jesus is at. Yeah, give Him some praise, my Lord. Verse 4, And they could not come nigh unto Him for the press. They uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of palsy lay. So we see these men right here carrying him, and they are able to put him on the roof. Now, I don't know all the details. Some say that the roofs over there were very flat at this time, so it, I don't know if it was an incline of roof like we have here, but it could have very well been. But it was probably a flat roof. But let me tell you something, church, there was a multitude. There was a crowd, like I said. And they said, you know what? We just got to get you in there in front of Jesus. And we know if we can get you before Jesus, like the woman with the issue of blood, if we can just get you in this very midst, that He will touch you, that He will heal you. But no doubt they come up to the multitude and they begin to talk, they begin to speak and say, could you just let us in? No doubt they turn to the next just like we do in church services. Do we not church and say, you know what? You need to wait your turn for I was up here first. (laughs) Maybe you'll get blessed next time. Maybe the Lord will turn the waters next time and sister so-and-so won't get healed in the service and you can jump in. Is that not how we think? I didn't get it tonight. Maybe I'll get it tomorrow night. Only one person gets healed. Church, the Lord says, hallelujah, that He heals the multitude. That He's no respecter of persons. We need to move out of that ministry and say, Lord God, I think you're going to do mighty and wonderful things. In fact, you're not just going to touch one. You're not just going to touch a few. In fact, you're going to just slay the whole church right now. It's going to be like fire shut up in our bones. We're going to be healed. We're going to be cured. We're going to be multiplied. Hallelujah. We're going to be encouraged and lifted up in the name of Jesus. Lord, you'll touch us all. Hallelujah. Verse 5, when Jesus saw their, what church? Faith. He said unto the sick of Paul's son, Thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? Remember what he called himself in Luke 19, I am the son of man. And immediately, verse 8, when Jesus perceived in his spirit, that they so reason within themselves. He said unto them, Why reason you these things in your hearts, your very depths of your being? And verse 9 says, Whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk. <laughs> oh, I love this. It says, Who can forgive sins but God Himself? And Jesus answers them and is it easier just to say, thy sons are forgiven? Or is it easier to say, take up thy bed and walk? In fact, I'm going to take it just a little bit further. I'm not just going to forgive him of his sins. I'm going to heal him right here. And you are going to see a miracle in your midst. Because whenever you get in front of Jesus, there's power, hallelujah, that comes down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 10. They may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto you, Arise and take up your bed and go thy way into your house. He says that man took up his bed. He might have been crippled. He may have had palsy. He may have been bedridden. He may have been useless to everyone that was around him. In fact, he was probably a burden to... Now, He picks up His very bed and He walks out of that service. Hallelujah, church. the Son of Man, had power to forgive sins. Church, this isn't just some old title. Hallelujah. This is just like I was preaching earlier. This is what they had prophesied about. This is something I don't want you to lose that basic elementary element in your walk of faith before the Lord is that Christ, hallelujah, the Son of Man has come. The one that they talked about since the very beginning when He says that you shall bruise His heel, but He shall bruise your head. It shall be the seed of the woman. This is what Isaiah was prophesying about when it tells us in Isaiah 9 and 6 it says, unto us a child is born, unto us a Son is given. Hallelujah. And the government "...shall be upon His shoulders, and His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace." Hallelujah! And it says, "...the increase in His government and of peace, it shall never end." Hallelujah! This is the one they're talking about this morning. Christ has come, hallelujah, to us once and forevermore. Hallelujah! This is the one who would stand up and say in Luke 4 and 18 and say the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on church, I quote this all the time. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, hallelujah, to set, hallelujah, at liberty them which are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, which is the year, hallelujah, of restoration. It's all coming back to us, church, Christ is telling them in Luke 19 and 10, the Son of Man, the one that's been prophesied about, the ones you have searched the Scriptures for diligently, for you seek them life. Don't you know that they all testify of me? I'm here and I'm amongst your midst. I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. The Son of Man has come back. He's here, hallelujah. All your problems need to be gone. All your worries need to be gone. I'm here, child. I will be with you for an eternity. Hallelujah, give Him some praise. You still believe it? Does it still excite you? Is your faith still alive? Have you got off on the curve of the path? I know I'm on. Wait right here until the rapture comes. Or I become six feet under. Praise the Lord. And what Moses was doing at 80 years old. Like Moses said, I'm a shepherd. I like tending someone else's sheep. I used to be a ruler in Egypt, but I like just tending my father-in-law's sheep. I don't even own them myself. I like being out here and tending his sheep. Lord appeared unto him in the burning bush and says, I've Chosen you to go back. And you tell that bondage, you tell Pharaoh, you tell the man that is living under Satan's guise and his power, you tell him to let my people go. Hmm. Lord, I can't go. I'm over here on the curve. Lord, I can't I can't go. In fact I don't want to get in the way of I might block somebody. In fact, I, I'm stuttering. See, there's not another Moses in the wing, son. There's not another one I want to go to. It is upon you and your shoulders. I haven't created two Moses. I have created one, and I have called you for such a time as this. You let them sheep go, because i got three million big sheep that I need you to go, and I need you to shepherd. I need you to get up from where you're at and move out of the wilderness and move back. Once more and church, you're asking, how do I get back on the road? Jesus Christ, hallelujah, says the Son of Man has come and I've been seeking you. I've been searching for you. I'm here to take you home. Hallelujah. Mm. I've come. The Son of Man has come to seek. You know what this word seek right here means? It means to desire with all of your heart. In fact, it means this, church. Let me ask you something. If you lost your keys or your wallet, do you really care where you find them? I found them out there by the sewer pipe behind my house, by my Mo Dad out there, full of sewer. So what? Wash it off? Because I got my Take a look. Little- really in pursuit of those who never knew me and are lost. I am looking for them. But I'm also in pursuit. I'm seeking diligently. I'm seeking because I have a great desire to find you. I don't care where you're at. I don't care what kind of sin you've been in. I don't care what you've done. If you will just let me find you. I will come unto you. Child, I am seeking after you. The Lord God Almighty is looking for you, church. God is seeking you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save which was lost. You see, church, if you lost this morning, you know what this word save actually means? This is where we get the root word. See, it comes from the root word salvation. You know what salvation means? Salvation is actually a military term. Did you know that? And it means this it means literally to not miss the mark. It means as if you had a spear or you had a bow and an enemy was running at you in battle and you drew back that bow to shoot that enemy. Church, you got one shot to hit that enemy because if you don't hit that enemy, if you don't throw that spear correctly, if you don't shoot that bow correctly and hit the mark, the enemy is going to be upon you and the enemy is going to slay you. Therefore, whenever you drew back that bow, you let the arrow fly, you threw the spear, and you hit the mark You were literally saved, so they would use the term "salvation" has come unto you. (laughs) This is what our Lord and Savior is saying. You know what it really means? It means to be rescued. Let me tell you something, Church. We got many of us that are lost. We got many of us, as I've talked about, have gotten off that path. We got many of us that's in the house this morning that never truly knew or understood what the path really was, you heard about it in your life, but you never actually accepted the path and accepted the hand that would pull you on the path and begin to walk that walk of faith. You never actually was able to do that. And you say, well, how do I get there, Brother Joey? How do I make it there? It says that the Son of Man has come, and I'm seeking, and I'm looking for you, and I have come to rescue all of those, not some of those, not a few of you, but I have come to rescue all of those that are lost. come to save you. I've come to rescue you. The son of man who has power to forgive, the son of man who has power to save is looking for you. He wants to save you this morning all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, God. For that. Thank you, Lord, God for that. To seek and to save that which was lost. Well, Brother Joey, After I know and I understand this, what do I need to do? Church, let me tell you something. You have to allow yourself to be found in order to be found. I remember my wife was telling me a situation, a very scary situation that many of us can identify with. If You have children this morning. And my little girl, she's real calm and sweet and collected and she never runs or does anything energetic. Oh, y'all must know her. And know that I'm kidding. I don't know where she gets all that energy. They were in Hobby Lobby shopping. Her and my wife. She's about four or so. And she likes to hide. What kid don't like to hide, right? Remember I was out weed eating yesterday in the heat. And I looked over there under a tree near where I was weed eating. And my daughter's over there hiding. I used to like to do that. You think, you think that you're hiding, but they see you. The Father sees you, Amen. Amen. They were in Hobby Lobby, and all of a sudden, my wife turns around because my daughter's very fast, and she's gone. And she goes searching, and her heart drops as it should, right? manager. And the store manager, thank the Lord, must have been a Christian, locked down the store. Locks down the store. Puts on the intercom. There's a child missing and no one's leaving the store until she's found. Locks the store down. No one can get out. No one can get in. Praise the Lord. Whole store starts looking for customers to shop. DeShay! DeShay, where you at, baby? DeShay, or are you here? DeShay! After about 10 minutes of this, and all their hearts are rising up. All their hearts are beginning to panic. All of them begin to feel the danger and know that a child is lost. You see, other brothers and sisters, they feel that, and they have a need for that, and they begin to probably seek, and someone probably even begin to pray. Where is this child? Please, Lord, help us find this child. Help us find this innocent baby, this innocent victim. And then all of a sudden they hear, <laughs> There was a big Christmas tree about 15 foot tall. She's been hiding in that tree and she steps out. It's a game to her, right? Church is not a game. Y'all hear me? It's not a game. My wife grabs her. She's scared. Me to death. You would think some of the other customers would be like, child, you need a spanking right now. You need to be smoking. That child should never do that. You need to raise your child better. You know what they didn't do? They didn't do that. Instead, they began to do this. Oh, hallelujah. The child has been found. The child is safe once more. They began to rejoice. The whole store began to rejoice. See, church, we have to allow our. Joy, what does the Lord want from me? Why is He seeking me? What does He want from me? Let me tell you, you've got to reach out and take that one hand of forgiveness and that other hand of mercy from the Lord and allow Him to pull you close unto His bosom. Brother Joy, what does the Lord want to do with me? You know what He wants to do with you first and foremost? He wants to take you on a walk. wants to take you on a walk first for a life. He says, these are thoughts of peace and not of evil to an expected end. And he goes on to say this. He says, you shall call out unto me, and you shall go, and you shall pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And then he goes on to say, and you shall seek me and find me. When you search for me with all of your heart, and he says, "I will be found of you," saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. Oh, hallelujah! Would you stand, please? Worship team, I'm asking to come back. Church, hmm. the word of the Lord is speaking to you this morning as the worship team comes back and begins to play this morning. Church, I know the word of the Lord has went forth and it has spoken to many of you. Come on, I want you to come down to this altar. I don't want you to wait. I don't want you to tarry. I want you to line up at this altar right now. If you feel like you've been lost, if you feel like you are in need, do you feel like you need to be delivered? Do you feel like you need to be rescued? Do you feel like you've gotten off of that beaten path and you need to be put back on that path once more? Do you feel like you've never known the correct and the true path, but you've heard the gospel, the good news preached unto you this morning and you want to reach out and you want to accept the Lord as a personal Lord and Savior of this life? If you're in need of healing, if you're in need of encouragement, if you're in need of being lifted up in the Lord once more, you're in need of fire coming down from heaven, the Word Lord has told us this morning, I have come and I'm seeking for you and I'm searching for you and I want to come and I want to rescue you and I want to save you. Hallelujah. I'm here before your church. Come right now. Don't carry. Don't wait. Line up at these altars. Hallelujah. Come and seek the Lord. Come on church. Come on this morning. Hallelujah. God says, I want to pour out my spirit unto you this morning. I want to give you everything that you've been searching for this morning. Don't wait, don't tarry, don't let the moment pass you by. Come on, line up down here, church, and seek the Lord.